Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. This is the show that takes you to the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a sports friendly perspective. With pro handicappers Alex B. Smith, Andrew McKinnis, and Ian Cameron, and veteran sports writer Jimmy Murphy. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. It is Monday, June 27th, and it is the season finale edition uh, of the Ice Guys show. Our final episode for the 2021-22 season. And we are here to put a bow, I guess, if you will, on the season, the Stanley Cup final. And even look ahead a little bit, which is our tradition late in the last few years in these season finale shows to next year, where look at the Stanley Cup futures board uh, for next season, which we already uh, obviously have available to look at. So we'll talk about that as well. It's Ian Cameron, Alex P. Smith, Vito uh, with you uh, for this final episode of the season. Um, so it's been an incredible season, and it ended with a, an incredible Stanley Cup final, uh, to be quite honest with you. The Stanley Cup final was uh, every – I think it was excellent. Even though it didn't go the distance, Colorado wrapping it up in six games last night, I thought it was a terrific Stanley Cup final. You know, you toss aside the game that Tampa Bay won six to two and the game that Colorado won seven to nothing. And, and every other game was hotly contested. Every game was close. Every game was down to the wire, an exciting finish. Uh, you didn't know what was going to happen right till the end. Uh, and uh, give the Colorado Avalanche credit. They are the 2022 Stanley Cup champions. They earned it. They overcame the beast that was the two-time defending Stanley Cup champion Tampa Bay Lightning, uh, a terrific performance um, from the uh, Colorado Avalanche. And how ironic is it that in the third period of the closeout game last night, they play the type of hockey the Tampa Bay Lightning were synonymous for throughout much of this playoff run. Just good defending, sound, sturdy, you know, block shots. Uh, just make sure you clear the puck out of the zone. Every opportunity you get, everything that you need to do essentially to be able to close out a playoff game and close out a series. And the Colorado Avalanche were able to do that. They bested Tampa Bay at their own game, essentially, uh, in the third period last night. And Darcy Kemper proves to be the bounce-back kid once again. You know, people doubting him, people saying, what the hell, the first goal in Game 5, how do you give that up? The third goal, even, by that Palat scored, is a little bit dubious, but he bounces back with a strong game. And what a time for... Nathan McKinnon, who I'm sure if he was honest, uh, he would tell you he wasn't thrilled with his Stanley Cup final performance through the first five games. What a time for him to finally step up here in game six, the clinching game last night. A goal and an assist gets Colorado going, ties the game at one. And he was all over the ice, tons of shots. His shot on goal prop once again went over the total with ease. So it was a great performance from McKinnon. Kale McCarr wins the Conn Smythe a trophy, a credit to Alex B. Smith. He was on that. Uh, a great job calling that one. And what are you going to, how are you going to give it to anyone but Makar? I mean, I know Big Val Nachushkin came on like a freight train in the playoffs <laughs> and got some votes and consideration as well, rightfully so. But Kale Makar, 29 points in 20 playoff games. How do you not give it uh, to that incredible uh, defenseman for the Avalanche who we compare more and more to Bobby Orr every day? Like that really is the kind of ceiling he has, but no, it was a great performance. And if you're Tampa Bay, we'll get into some other things that bothered me about Tampa Bay. But for now, I want to say the good things. And the good things are that they are a heart filled guts, gutsy team, tons of heart, tons of character, never say die, no quit attitude from this hockey team throughout. Uh, even though they were battling serious injuries, I have no doubt that Pat Maroon was singing the, was saying the truth when he said you're going to be shocked by this injury report when it comes out for the Tampa Bay Lightning because I know for a fact it sure looked like a bunch of their players were not 100%. So uh, an incredible gutsy effort right to the bitter end for the Tampa Bay Lightning. And it was bitter. They looked like they just went through, you know, a marathon only to lose last night. I mean, the just the the just the the physical duress, the emotional toll that this run has taken on Tampa Bay. You could see it in the faces of Steven Stamkos, Victor Hedman, everyone that spoke to the media after that loss last night. Drained, physically drained, mentally drained, emotionally, and just so gut-wrenched that they came two wins short uh, of achieving an incredible third straight Stanley Cup. So a great series, great end to the season. Alex, uh, Colorado, Stanley Cup champs. Yeah, I mean, you know, and and a wire-to-wire -wire run is the favorite. 
they opened up, you know, plus 500, plus 550 the opening night and uh, you know, pretty much closed, you know, around 300 and going into, uh, you know, the, the conference finals. So it's just a, an incredible run to see. And this is a team that, like I said, you know, this organization, they built themselves up from the bottom, uh, you know, had some, some struggling years with, with Denver and making the changes, getting Joe Sackett, getting Jared Bednar. Kudos to him. He's now the first coach to win in the ECHL, AHL, and NHL. Uh, so that's an, an incredible accomplishment for him. Uh, and, and like I said, you know, to finally see McKinnon and Landeskog, to see, uh, you know, Eric Johnson as happy as he was, and, you know, with a lot of guys, Andrew Cogliano, those veterans who've played so many hard games for so many years uh, and to finally get to this point to hoist the Stanley Cup and, and you know, seeing Darcy Kemper with all that he's dealt with during the, the this postseason and the run he made, uh, Valerie Nachushkin, you know, we finally see afterward what his foot looked like. He's playing with a, through a broken foot and had surgery on his hand between the conference finals and the cup final. Still was able to give out, you know, give 23 minutes of, of time on the, on the ice. Uh, in, in the clinching game, that's just it's just unbelievable, and that's why we love playoff hockey so much. It's those stories, those moments, and you get to see them come to fruition with a with a Stanley Cup championship. So, uh, you know, congrats to the Colorado Avalanche. I'm sure, like I said, it's gonna be a humongous parade uh, in downtown Denver in the coming days. And like I said, for Tampa Bay, an absolutely incredible run. And, and like I said, it's still in my mind one of the best three year runs of, of any team, certainly in NHL history, if not you know team sports history or, you know, the, the big four sports here in North America with all they had to deal with over the last three years, playing through the pandemic, going through the bubble, you know, having sold out crowds, no crowds, limited crowds, and, and be able to not only, you know, win back-to-back cups, but make it to a third straight cup and, and actually make it a series when they seem like they were dead in the water to, to really just fight all the way through. Like I said, you can tell that they're guys that are banged up guys who are just mentally and, and physically fatigued, from this this run, uh, it, it's amazing that they were able to make it this far. And like I said, and make it a competitive series. They got swept in four. It, w- it would, you know, I don't think it would shock anyone too much just because of the amount of hockey and the amount of of, of high pressure hockey, high level hockey they've had to play. But uh, they were able to at least overcome that. And like I said, even in a loss, they can hang their head high knowing that they have accomplished uh, something tremendous over the last three years. Something we may not see, uh, you know, too often in the the the, the salary cap era. Yeah, and now the question is going to become, okay, Tampa Bay had their two-year run back-to-back Stanley Cups. Third year almost did it again. Is Colorado now going to be a team that's going to be a threat to win it back-to-back years and win it multiple years? I would say so because this this core is going to stay together for a very long time. And here's the interesting thing, too. You look at Tampa Bay and Colorado, look at the you know situations for, for next season with the salary cap. We know Tampa Bay's issues. They're two point two million over the, the the cap ceiling. They're gonna have to make changes just like they did last year and, and, and probably have to be even more drastic than last year. Look at Colorado. They've only got twenty five million dollars uh uh you know allotted right now. They're actually four point four million under the the cap floor. So they have money to spend. Uh and, and they can choose to re sign some of the, the you know free agents that were here. And help them win, or they can try to you know upgrade with some of these positions too. So they're in a great position uh, that you don't see much many ch- champions in this salary cap era have. Most of the time, you've seen teams that have to dump salary, have to make wholesale changes. Think about the Hawks back in 2010 when they screwed up everything with the RFAs. So they had to trade a bunch of guys literally three days after the parade. Uh, Colorado's not gonna have to do that. If anything, they've got to make some tough decisions on who they want to keep and what guys on the outside they want to bring in them to give them a shot to win another Stanley Cup. No question. And so there's going to be – it's good. the Tampa Bay situation is very, very fascinating going into uh, next year. Uh, definitely going to be, once again, with them, some changes with the roster going into next year and some salary cap finagling, if you will, that's going to have to be done. Uh, and we'll see how that results in their uh, – impacts their ability to remain a, a legit stand. I'm sure they still will be in the mix next year. But uh, Stanley Cup contender, can they get back to that level and threaten to win it for the third time in four years next year? We'll have to wait and see. Uh, Vito, congrats on a 5-1 and one Stanley Cup final, which wrapped up successfully for you with uh, Colorado Moneyline last night uh, as they finish off the series. Yeah, well, everything happened actually as I predicted, which is pretty interesting. That well, doesn't happen too often. But yeah, Colorado. But, you know, Tampa got that early lead, one nothing. And then two lucky bounces. It's hockey. This is hockey. You know, you just get lucky bounces. I mean, life come in and Nate scores. It's 2-1. And then they just played the best defensively hockey they ever played. And, I mean, 
you know when you, when you when you're playing for the cup i mean and you have that one goal difference and you well you you really could notice that colorado wanted that cup, cup i mean no mistakes were made you know in that third period it was so was bad they was tested there by tampa tampa played the best hockey as well you know we saw actually the two best teams going at each other at their best and that that's how it looked in the third period i mean and oh yeah congratulations to well but the, my bet also was minus one and a half games in series for apps which also cash so well just tampa was we all know a little bit fatigue we know we knew that yeah. we're gonna have this conversation i think that uh tampa was just a little bit fatigued and you see even with vasilevsky you cannot win because vasilevsky can steal you the games and i mean two two goals is not not a lot to allow and still Vasilevsky, Vasilevsky ends up not winning, even being the better goalie here, you see. So, yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I think for me, the saddest thing is Vasilevsky. Like somebody saying Maroon or maybe somebody saying Perry, I would say Vasilevsky. I think that guy still is the best goalie in the world and he deserves to be the champion. Well, but there's actually so many other goalies which are like Carey Price. I mean, look at that guy. I would say he's the best one actually, but he never won the Stanley Cup. Oh yeah, that interesting to be a goalie. Darcy Kemper, you know, I first goal everybody starts writing Twitter that who are you, oh, are you still trusting this Darcy Kemper and so. But look at Darcy Kemper, great rebound game from him. And and I mean, if you're playing in any jail, any goalie is good. You know, I mean, they're just not good consistently. You know, there is ups and downs, but any goalie can yeah. any given night come out and play you a zero hot goal game he wants you know we all remember mr hamburger <laughs> yes i love how you still call him hamburger after all these years talking about mr uh, andrew hammond yes yeah andrew hammond so yeah <laughs> it was a great season i mean and yeah which which team comes in when we did a pre a show you know in the very beginning and uh, did the predictions i know that ian ian went with colorado and uh, carolina and i think you picked colorado as the winners for the stanley cup so here you go that's a great uh, great prediction there i think andrew had the same one i know that i had i had cal i had cal i had calgary flames in finals yeah. against tampa bay lightning that that's what yeah. i had so one side i got correct which was well m most of the people are predicting carolina there but what about carolina well 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 those i would say a lot of things well, those injuries, obviously, in the wrong moment, I would say, the, make the difference because just, I mean, Ranta was good, but not in the long term. In the late, he fell off a little bit. And overall, yeah, well, we see the teams, just something. Well, I think Carolina can still be a great Islanders, maybe next year. I'm looking at them, what they can pull out, you know, after a bad season. Maybe you can expect a hot start from the Islanders next year. Yeah. Uh, that's one thing which I would like to mention. Uh, many coaches still to be decided. I mean, Philadelphia Flyers will be something interesting to look at, I think, with John Tarpaleo there. And uh, yeah, well, what I can tell you more. Well, it's I was happy to see there. Uh, there was a nice superstition, remember, Ian? We talked about superstition sitting me outside, losing that bet last that's time. That's right. So I, Went I back inside, you, you got back on track, exactly. Uh, same what's actually same thing said Nathan McKinnon when yeah. this how you call this lady which interviews everyone Kaplan Emily on ESPN yeah it was Emily Kaplan yeah yeah so yeah. So, yeah. so she was interviewing interviewing uh, Nathan McKinnon and I think Cogliano or Kadri came next to Nathan McKinnon and said 1787 and Kaplan asked what what means 1787 and he said well me and him we we had we, we we bought the door Crosby and uh, when we came to the hotel we see our uh, our number on the hotel room was 17787 so then we straight away knew that we we're gonna win this game so actually I put that in my Twitter well some funny superstition things you see and uh, well even players tell you that you know and it's a lot about I, I think in hockey it's a lot about superstitions you see how John Cooper talks about Vasilevsky that they just go go around him you know they don't even ask him what he does on those games because i think you know the goalies some goalies can do some weird they stuff they are very you know? superstitious yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you you will you 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 will just not say no yeah you just don't touch him you know you just leave him there and, and that's how it is yeah but yeah congrats to colorado congrats to great season i'm looking forward to the next season
<laughs> yeah, I, I was um I was surprised by that. Great point by Jarek. Uh, for years, NBC was hey, after the cup gets awarded and for a couple of turns, the captain goes around the ice with the cup and a couple of other players. It's get off the air and get to the local news. You know, for years with NBC, but yeah. apparently ABC did a better job last night. They stayed on longer. Gary after Bettman, the game, that's the COVID, right? He was not. Who was the guy yeah. actually? That was. That was, was Bill that? Daly, the the yeah. NHL the uh, head of the, the the board of governors. Um, yeah. I think okay. his, his title. He's like the president, so he's like he's like second in command. So yeah, uh, Batman had COVID, and yeah, it's interesting. You mentioned about with the ABC keeping the coverage long. I think that's because it fell on a Sunday. If that had yeah. been Game Seven on a Tuesday night, they probably would have been rushed off with with news and and late night shows. But they were able to hang on a little bit longer because of Sunday. I want to also add maybe one more thing because I'm not staying long enough here today. Rick, Rick in the chat is saying something about refs. I would agree with refs, you know. Yeah, refs can call that. Refs can be shitty there. But in the end of the day, refs are not scoring you the goals, you know. So, for example, yeah. the, all the offside calls, which were, for example, that offside call where Makar scored. Remember, guys, which was uh, everyone was uh, thinking how is that not offside, you know, when Nichushkin was coming? I, I think it was in serious against Oilers, right? Yeah. So, but, but, but that not to happen, Duncan Keith could just clear the puck better, you know? So in the yeah. end of the day, right, it's of not, course. The player's uh, got to play and execute. Exactly. It's not the referees yeah. which brings you that, you know? He can make one, two back out, but I think in the end, still the best team wins, especially when it's game, uh, when it's seven game series, when it's not one game, you know? So that's what I wanted to tell. Hundred percent, just like the Flames fans that thought Blake Coleman's goal being disallowed cost them the series. Maybe it hurt in that game, but you didn't lose the series because of that against yeah, Edmonton. Then you need to play better. Yeah, then, you just yeah. got to play better. You got outplayed by Edmonton in that series, and to be quite honest, uh, Mike, that Mike Smith was very good in that series, and Jacob Markstrom really wasn't that great. And the defense of Calgary struggled with Edmonton the whole time. So yeah, you got to play at the end of the day. And same thing with Tampa Bay. Like Tampa Bay, I want to give them all the credit in the world for the guts. I mean, it's just unbelievable how many players play through extreme injuries. I'm fascinated to see what the full injury report ends up being for Tampa Bay. But the one thing I didn't like was it seemed like every time Colorado scored or there was a penalty to Tampa Bay, there was a complaint or there was players or Cooper complaining <laughs> very, very vociferously about it every single time to the point where it's like Colorado couldn't breathe. Colorado couldn't, you know, do anything out there, you know, even skate an inch without Tampa Bay complaining about something. That, you know, it got to the gallant level. No, <laughs> it got a little much for me. I mean, you're two time defending Stanley Cup champions. You're better than that, guys. Come on. You, you don't have to complain after every single thing that happens. Uh, I didn't like that, but what I did like was John Cooper's, as usual, class and eloquence in his post-game press conference. I mean, just phenomenal stuff. I mean, you really should go out of your way to watch John Cooper's final press conference last night after the loss. And even after the loss last night, he did what he had done after the wins in the final Stanley Cup final game the last two years. He brings his whole coaching staff onto the podium with him as he has the uh, press conference, which is great because he says we're a team and, and I'm not anything without these guys, you know, that are my assistants and on my staff. So really good stuff from Cooper there made up for some of the complaining throughout the set, which I didn't like, but uh, overall, no Cooper's a hell of a coach. He obviously is. He's uh, a, a terrific speaker. Uh, no question about that. And he always has a great way of summing things up just uh, perfectly. Uh, Vito, we know you got to bounce. So give us some final words. Uh, let me just first say, since you're leaving now, that um, it's been a blast having you as part of the Ice Guys. It has. I mean, yeah. it, it, I, we just stumbled across you in the chat one day, and then I found out you played the game, and I'm like, you might be a candidate to be a, at least a, a contributor on a semi-regular basis here on the show, and you've been with us on our weekend shows all, all season long since about January or February. A great job. Uh, your English is good enough, in my opinion. I know you were concerned about that. It keeps Not getting anymore. better as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> <laughs> Vito, great stuff. I mean, awesome to have you as part of the family, really, and you yeah. did a great job. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. And uh, yeah, I, I like to gain the knowledge. I, I think without without these shows, the knowledge which comes from these shows is very, very big. You know, it helps everyone. I mean, looking just at these spots and fatigue and all the emotional stuff, you know, you can learn so much and you always keep up to date, everyone, you know, so, I mean, you know, you can just, you can just watch this show, you know, and you will know everything, you know, more. so you don't need to go to any sites and check who is injured, you know, you just turn on the ice guys every day and you hear all the 
information here yeah so thank you for having me guys and uh definitely back back next year and uh yeah we will see what happens i think sabers have great chances next year guys <laughs> how about that how about that to leave it with a lasting nugget of, of a of a prediction right there before we wrap up the season buffalo is going to make noise next year says v i don't disagree with that necessarily yeah those guys are hot i think Okay. Old prediction yeah. from the uh, <laughs> veto here. I want to see what they do with their fucking goaltending, though. And they always have start. That's my season. big concern yeah. for them. Yeah. I noticed, noticed that Sabres always start seasons hot. Yeah, they, they have. They have yeah. even right. Yeah. Okay, guys. See you and have a great show. All, All right, right Vito. Have a great summer, Vito. my friend. There yeah. he is. Vito, a.k.a. because it's like Bobano with me. We're going to forget what his real birth name is. Uh, some people don't even know Ian Cameron is my real name. Honestly, they just say Bobano. Renus Vitalins, that was, from Latvia. Uh, Vito with us here. Uh, a great job this season uh, with us here on the Ice Guys as a contributor for sure. Uh, just some final nuggets about the final. I want to talk about Kadri's comments because I thought, you know, it's just – uh, people are apparently some people are butt hurt by it. Like show some class. Some people are saying, "Well, guess what? This guy's endured a season where he's had a bunch of injuries. He had to have surgery on his thumb. He's getting racist comments and racist, you know, which were awful uh, in the St. Louis series thrown his way. Uh, that obviously is not something that makes you feel good. Um, he's gone through a lot. He's overcome a lot." He's gone through playoffs past where he probably lacked a little maturity and he got suspended multiple times with Toronto. Uh, there's no question. And I think that's part of the reason why the Leafs kind of soured on bringing him back long term. But he has every right to pump his, you know, pump up and be boastful right now. I say go for it. I don't mind him saying that. He'll let it out. He's gone through a lot, this guy. Yep. Especially in this year's playoffs and in years past, he said the it was a really it's going to actually go down. Probably is one of the more legendary post game comments after a Stanley Cup final. That his interview with um, Elliot Friedman uh, and Kyle Bukoskis on Hockey Night in Canada uh, broadcast after the game, saying, "For those of you that thought I was a liability in the playoffs, you can kiss my ass." Essentially, is exactly <laughs> what the uh, the uh, quote was. And look. Um, he, he was actually a couple of years there, bad decisions, took himself out of the playoffs, but he has made up for it. He has clearly matured with age. He is, I thought, I think he's become an even better hockey player, quite honestly. He was very good with Toronto. I actually think he's taken his game to another level here in Colorado. I've been impressed with how better his finishing ability is. You know, he was always thought of as a decent goal scorer, but I thought he improved that part of his game. The offensive side, I thought it was one of his best seasons ever. He still gives you the good, you know, what he can do, what he's done all his whole career, and that's penalty kill, face-offs, uh, certainly defensive awareness away from the puck, uh, the physical component as well. Uh, it was a great season for him. And look, he won a Stanley Cup. And this isn't a situation where, you know, if Kadri is a bit player or plays a bit role, Alex, in this championship, he probably can't go on there and say something like that. You can kiss my ass. Right. But not only did he win the Stanley Cup, he was an integral part of why Colorado won the Stanley Cup. He had a terrific playoffs. He was outstanding, both ends of the ice, scored big goals for Colorado throughout the postseason. Uh, he made an impact almost every single night for this team. He was a big proponent in them winning this Stanley Cup. So he got it done. He played great. He didn't get suspended. He kept everything in check. He played whistle to whistle. He didn't do any shit after the whistle. No elbows to the side of the head in the middle of the open ice. No cross checks from behind. None of that shit this year with Nazem Kadri. He matured. He played phenomenal hockey. And now he's a Stanley Cup champion. If he wants to rub it in some people's faces that gave him grief, I say, good on you. Uh, Nazem Kadri, bravo. I have no issues with the comments last night, especially with everything he's had to go through. You've got people that have no conscience whatsoever, you know, being racist and being, you know, with those horrible remarks to, to him. He's dealt with a shit ton. If he wants to just let it all out in a post-game interview after just winning his first Stanley Cup, what the hell's wrong with that, in my opinion? What do you think of that? I think that was one of the more memorable quotes after a Stanley Cup final win. Yeah, definitely. And, and like I said, I agree with you 100%. You know, everything that he's gone through and, you know, having those last couple of seasons where he ends up, you know, basically his season ends because he gets suspended doing something and, and it, you know, costs his team uh, a chance to advance. And this year, I mean, not just in the playoffs, but even the regular season, he's got 28 goals, 87 total points, third on, on the team. And then to have 15 more points 
uh, in the playoffs, like I said, and come back and play, score a huge game-winning goal in the, in the cup final after, you know, essentially having thumb surgery, uh, you know, uh, what, a week, a week and a half before it. It just shows a testament, like I said, the way he's grown as a complete hockey player now. And, it, and it's it's a great thing to see. You know, like I said, we see a lot of players, you know, kind of, you know, go up and down in their careers with different things or what have you. But to, like, see him, like, you know, be where he's at now, like, see, yeah, he, he has every right to to rub it into to the haters' faces for sure. No question about that. Uh, and, and well done. Like, this, this not only rub it in, but he was a big part of why they won. So he has every right, I think, to be uh, excited. Uh, and maybe uh, rub it in just a little bit. Uh, I think that was a little veiled shot too at Kyle Dupas. I mean, I, I think if he was, there was one person he may be thinking, or Shanahan, or everybody in the Maple Leaf front office, because they made the final decision that, hey, we're going to part ways with Kadri uh, a couple of years ago, and now here he is, uh, Stanley Cup uh, champion. Uh, by the way, if you if you look at, and if you follow the ESPN uh, Twitter uh, account, uh, usually when you're a guy, you the, the thing you love having in bed with you most is a hot woman next to you. Uh, but Eric Johnson, the one thing that maybe hockey players would love every bit as much, if not more, than a woman being in bed with, it's the Stanley Cup. Uh, I thought that was <laughs> absolutely <laughs> hilarious, yeah. right? The Stanley Cup. Yeah. I mean, you just love that thing so much. It's such a beautiful trophy. It's so fucking hard to win it. Uh, you know, you just bend over backwards. You break your back to try to win a Stanley Cup, and you finally do. Yeah, that feels just as good having the yeah. uh, Lord Stanley next to me uh, <laughs> yeah. under the sheets there. Yeah, so yeah, bravo yeah, that with was, that picture, Eric Johnson. Yeah, that was yeah, that was a really really cool one. Like I said, and, and that that's really the you know the most yeah. interesting thing every year is of course you know the captain gets the, the cup first, but to see who they hand it off to on the team because like I said, there's always a story of a guy who you know has played with whether it was the organization which he played in that organization. I didn't realize I didn't realize it was it 12 years with that organization, 14 years overall. So to be there that long and, and be part of that process, but just to play that many games in that long in, in your career to finally win one, it's, a, it's an incredible accomplishment. No, it is. That was, that was, that was, so that was great. A lot of good moments. You could tell it was a really good rambunctious celebration. They went to the Marriott 2 AM. There were videos and photos of the uh, Colorado avalanche players uh, for sure. Uh, you know, taking the Stanley Cup with them uh, and parading it around, uh, partying it up late on a Sunday night uh, in downtown. And downtown Denver was lit last night. My goodness, oh, yeah. the images, the videos, <laughs> it was popping in yeah. Denver. I know one of our friends there, what's his, uh, Josh uh, Lucero, big Avs fan. He's been on some of our betcasts. I don't know if he went down there and, and, and got involved in the celebration, but uh, no doubt it was a uh, lit at atmosphere in Denver last night. Yeah, definitely. They're going to do the parade up, right? I mean, we saw, you know, how they've had the the the, uh, the different concerts in the park during the the Cup final and different things. So yeah. that's going to be a a, a big time party for sure coming up. And I don't I don't know what day it is. I'm sure they'll announce it later today uh, when the, when that parade will be. Yeah, I think it's going to be Thursday. I, I think Thursday. I heard it was going to be on uh, Thursday the uh, Stanley Cup parade. So yeah. uh, definitely, you know, it'll be it'll be a a large turnout. Uh, they were totally uh, totally into the Colorado Avalanche run uh, to, and it's always been a pretty good hockey city, especially when the team's doing well. Uh, and we definitely saw that. And the uh, crowd, the loud, the, the crowd was always very loud at Ball Arena. They had the great yeah. tradition doing all the small things with uh, Blink One Eighty Two. Uh, in the third period of these games, which was fun and uh, yeah, great stuff. It'll be it'll be cool to see if they actually make it to the uh, to the parade. Sometimes they have. I know when the Hawks won, I think it was the 2010 or 2013 one, and the Fratellis who played Chelsea Dagger, their goal song, actually showed up and performed. So uh, that'd be pretty cool if Blink One Eighty Two can can make it out there for the for the parade. Yeah, I think so. Blink One Eighty Two, NHL, Colorado Avalanche, put your heads together and make that happen. Yeah, uh, on Thursday, that's what I say. That that would be great to uh, see that. No question. So, congratulations to the Abs. Great Stanley Cup win. Uh, Tampa Bay, incredible in defeat. You know, three years in a row being in the Stanley Cup final is just absolutely spectacular. Uh, and they deserve all the credit in the world for being the Warriors. Uh, they are. All right. Before we say our grand thank yous and goodbyes and uh, bon voyage. Uh, for the summer. Uh, we always do this. This has become a season finale episode tradition here on the Ice Guys. Take an early look ahead to 2022-2023 uh, and the Stanley Cup Futures aboard uh, because we do have uh, the Futures posted already. Uh, they don't waste time. Usually just you know within an hour of the uh, Stanley Cup final ending, they're already uh, off and running posting the uh, Futures for next year. We'll use DraftKings Sportsbook, of course, our partners here with the uh, Hockey Podcast Network and the Ice Guys. Uh, we've got Colorado favored once again 
uh, to win the Stanley Cup next year, plus 400. Following that, we have the Toronto Maple Leafs, second favorites, plus 800. Team that hasn't won a goddamn round in the Stanley Cup playoffs in 18 years and counting. And here we are, second favorite on the board. Uh, to win the Stanley Cup next year. <laughs> I, I just laughed right away when I saw that. I mean, my gosh. I mean, could we win a series before we put the uh, team up there in the second favorite spot? But there they are, uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs uh, as well. Oh, by the way, Melissa, if you're just uh, jumping in uh, and saying uh, hello and you're busy and you're just uh, heading out, enjoy your break uh, too, Melissa. Great job. She's yep. uh, uh, had a great uh, profitable season. So did I. I mean, a great, a phenomenal NHL season. Uh, 32.2 units of profit for the entire season, plus 41 for just the regular season uh, for me. So I actually gave I gave a decent chunk of it back in the playoffs, to be quite honest. It wasn't a great playoffs, but great season overall. And, and, and keep in mind, for those of you following, we're talking about, what, about maybe 2,500 picks? between yeah. October and, and yesterday. So that's an incredible accomplishment by far to, to be able to bet that many games and, and, and turn that kind of a profit. That that's solid, solid season. And it's, and thanks Alex. And the, the, the big part of it is now the, I don't want to make it sound like this is a routine season for me. This is one of my absolute best seasons. Yeah. You know, most, I think the average plus unit season for me has been like in the 10 to 15 range. It hasn't been anything close to 30 or 40 units like this, but me just going high volume, you know, everything I like, I bet. Everything I like, I bet. And just going high volume, low unit amount, you know, has really done wonders for me. It's made it better. I don't have to him and awe and just be so agitated and stressed out over, okay, I'm only going to bet three instead of maybe eight or nine. And then go 0-3 and, and I'm pissed that I left four or five winners off my card. I'm done with those days. That's why I'm doing the high volume, low unit approach right now. And it's been working. Uh, for me, and it did certainly this season. But uh, uh, getting back to the futures, Colorado plus 400, Toronto plus 800, Tampa Bay trying to get to the Stanley Cup final next year for a fourth straight year, uh, plus 900. Florida Panthers as the Paul Maurice era will get underway for them next year, 10 to 1, plus 1,000. The first team that piques my interest in terms of, you know, just initial gut reaction and teams you may want to endorse, it's a team I've actually not liked down the stretch of this past year, Vegas. 14 to one, maybe with, you know, Jack Eichel getting his shit together, you know, we'll see where, where they go in net. We'll see if, uh, if Leonard's healthy, which is a question, you know, is uh, Logan Thompson ready to be a big time factor in net for the uh, golden Knights. I do like the Cassidy higher. That's a big reason why I'm a little bit higher, much higher now on Vegas than maybe I was before that. So I'm tempted with the 14 to one Carolina is one of those teams that they've kept on coming up short. But they're, they're certainly going to be motivated to get over the hump. They've got that Colorado feel to them going into next year. That, you know, first round, second round, they just can't get over the hump. Uh, 14 to 1 for them. Calgary, 18 to 1. Minnesota, 18 to 1. Edmonton, 18 to 1 is very interesting now that they've locked in Jay Woodcroft uh, for next season. We know how their fortunes changed once he took over. Much better hockey team. But I do want to see them in the offseason, Alex. Shore up the blue line. Find an answer in net. I don't care who it is, but it's got to be someone better than what you've got right now. But just an initial look is that an 18 to 1 does at least interest me when it comes to the Oilers. Penguins 20 to 1, Rangers 20 to 1, another team that, you know, took a huge step forward this year. Eastern Conference final, way ahead of schedule in Gerard Gallant's first year. Still going to have obviously one of the best goalies in the world in Igor Shesterkin. Uh, back again, manning the pipes for them. Twenty to one's interesting there with the Rangers, and then you got the Blues twenty-two to one, the Bruins twenty-two to one. Uh, it won't be. I won't be betting that one. I know that Washington thirty-five to one, New York Islanders thirty-five to one. Kind of a buy low situation with them. Lane Lambert's taken over as the head coach, a Barry Trotz disciple for years. Um, and a, thing, a season where everything that could go wrong did for the Islanders. There could be some buy low opportunity there. Dallas forty-five to one, Vancouver forty-five to one, Kings forty-five to one. Now, even Vancouver forty-five to one. Full year under Boudreaux, they got roster uh, improvements to make, but full year under Boudreaux, you never know. Detroit fifty to one, Sabers fifty to one, uh, Nashville fifty-five, Winnipeg sixty to one, Philly sixty to one, Ottawa seventy, Ottawa, New Jersey, and Anaheim seventy-five to one. Columbus, Chicago, San Jose, Seattle, all 100 to 1. Uh, and right at the bottom, you've got the Montreal Canadiens, 150 to 1, and the Arizona Coyotes, dead last, 500 to 1. 
uh, to win the Stanley Cup. So, Alex, Stanley Cup futures, just some teams either uh, uh, for or against that stand out to you in initial look. Yeah, three three teams I would put, put a circle around right now. One is Carolina. Uh, this team looks to be, you know, like I said, just now ready to get over that hump. And you look at, you know, obviously – I follow at least the minor league team close now because they're affiliated with the Wolves and they went and won the Calder Cup. But keep in mind that same group won the last Calder Cup in 2019 when they were the Charlotte Checkers. That was their uh, affiliate at the time. So there's a lot of winning pedigree amongst that young group, that young core that's going to move up. And Carolina may not have to go and spend a ton of money to you know fill some of these gaps. They might be able to, to bring up some of those homegrown guys. Uh, Peter Kachekov is a guy who – Went 13-1-1 in the AHL during the regular season. Got a little bit of time with the you know Carolina in the playoffs and then goes right back down, goes 5-1 and one with two shutouts, wins the Calder Cup. He might be a guy who could fill in and maybe take Ronta's spot you know, as a backup and, and, and be a better pairing with, um, with Frederick Anderson. And, you know, who's to say he's going to be back and fully healthy in time for opening night? So when you have those, those issues, they've got Jack Lafatane, they've got Alex Lyon, they've got a, a depth of, of decent goalies that can keep them afloat. They, they've got a ton of offensive talent, a ton of speed. So that's a team I would definitely look for. The Minnesota Wild, the 18-1, I think, is a, another team I'd look at too. I mean, they've gonna, they're going to be tight with the cap a little bit, but they've got some young players that are up and coming. They'll be able to make a few moves. Uh, and I think as far as the teams that are, are more cap-strapped, that's a team I like a little bit more than, say, a Vegas team. Vegas is already, I think, almost $3 million over the cap. They're going to have to do a lot of uh, finagling and, and, like I said, re-signing and, and figuring things out, I think, before they get to the top. And then the New York Rangers at 20-1. to 1, uh, You know, if they can get that offense consistently rolling throughout the season and into the playoffs, uh, they're a dangerous team. Shesterkin's definitely a goalie on the rise. He's right there with Vasilevsky. We saw how, how great the two of them were in that Eastern Conference final. Uh, so those are three teams I would have circled. Obviously, I'm not betting anything. Uh, futures right now. I want to wait for the, the draft coming up, free agency. But those are three teams that I definitely would have on, on the rise uh, for next season. And I think there's going to be a dramatic shift in the Atlantic Division next year. Boston's taking a step down. I think Tampa will have to take a step down because they got to make some moves like some, regarding the cap. Uh, Buffalo on the rise. Detroit on the rise. Toronto, you know, how how long can they continue? You know, okay, if they have another great regular season. Or let's say they don't. Let's say that, that this, you know, their mindset is off at the beginning of the year. And then, you know, do they start making moves, you know, in the middle of the year? Do they look toward blowing this thing up if they can't win next year? So there's a lot of question marks in that Atlantic division. So I'd be very leery of, of betting anything uh, Atlantic division until probably we get close to September. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I'm with, again, these are just initial looks for me as well. Yeah. Am I, am I locking in any Stanley Cup futures the day after the season ends? Hell no. Of course not, but uh, definitely uh, there's some things to keep in mind. Yeah, uh, Buffalo, you know I'm high on Buffalo, but Buffalo winning the Stanley Cup next year, no. No, they're not at that level yet, not even close. I mean, we're, but I will say once the props are released for yes, no, make the playoffs, um, I might be interested in Buffalo a little bit for a yes. Uh, I just might be. We'll see what the price is. We'll, again, we've got to see what they do with goaltending too because I don't know if I want to trust – uh, I certainly don't want to trust some of their Dustin Tokarski for another year. Not necessarily, you know, can they get some of their other goalies healthy? You know, how good is this Uko Pekka kid going to be? You right. know, he was injured. They kind of liked the guy. I thought he played well at times, but we need to see more of him. I think he's probably the best, you know, in terms of, you know, upside that they've got on their current roster. I'm hearing some things about whether they're interested in Flurry, believe it or not, uh, in the offseason. There's some rumblings Flurry and Buffalo might be a fit. Uh, Anderson might retire after next year, you know, for the uh, Sabres. Craig Anderson had a great career. Tokarski, again, is not a number one material kind of goalie. Neither is Malcolm Subban. Um, you know, to me, it's going to be, do they bring in Flurry? Do they bring in maybe a more bona fide number one option? Or do you give, you know, basically the rein and net to Uko Pekka Lukanen? Uh, and because you feel you've, he's got upside, he's got potential, he had pretty good numbers in the AHL and actually played good in a few games with the Sabres before the injury struck. So give him a look maybe, but yeah, definitely I want to see what they do with their goaltending because they've got the forwards. There's no doubt. Tage Thompson is breaking into a bona fide, I don't want to say superstar, but a star forward. There's no doubt. Tage Thompson's got star forward potential. He had a breakout year. Skinner, he had a bounce back year for the uh, Sabres. You know, there's lots to like with them. Uh, Victor Olofsson, uh, if Casey Middlestad can stay healthy, there's good things there. And you want to watch out for some, like Tage Thompson, we know, 
broke out and had a big year and could be a big-time player for them next year, watch out for Dylan Cousins. This is a guy that had a good World Hockey Championship just uh, last month for Canada. He had a strong finish last season. He's going to be even, you know, have a full season under his belt now in the NHL. Uh, Dylan Cousins for the Sabres, I think, has got a lot of uh, upside there. Darlene had a bounce back year. Owen Power, full season of him. Uh, they like Jacob Bryson as well, another good young defenseman for the Sabres. Um, yeah, there's a reason why I really, really like this team going into next year. But at the end of the day, I want to see what they do uh, with their goaltending. Uh, there's no question about that as well. Uh, so the NHL season has ended. I, I will give you, a, a, it's a homer bet, but I will give you a hockey play for tonight. It's the Memorial Cup. It's the semifinal. It's my Hamilton Bulldogs. They are in action against the Shawinigan Cataracts. The winner taking on the St. John Sea Dogs, the host of the tournament, Wednesday uh, in the final. And for those of you in the States that want to watch these Memorial Cup games, uh, NHL Network uh, will have the game tonight at 6 o'clock p.m. Eastern time. Hamilton, Shawinigan, semifinal uh, in the Memorial Cup. The winner uh, will take on St. John Wednesday uh, in the Memorial Cup final. I'm on Hamilton in regulation at plus 110 uh, is the price with that. Hamilton is a pretty sizable favorite. They actually lost to Shawinigan. Hamilton's really been overvalued because they were the number one ranked team in the CHL for much of the season, but it's, uh, revenge doesn't matter. They both want to win, but Hamilton lost to Shawinigan and all three Shawinigan goals were on the power play. So if you're Jay McKee, the head coach of the Bulldogs, you know what you tell this team tonight? Stay out of the box. Play this game at five on five, even strength. Uh, and you're going to have a decent chance here to win this game. So, uh, again, Schwinnigan's very good. Xavier Borgo is a terrific player for them. You're going to see him with the Edmonton Oilers. A great, uh, like the Oilers need more scoring, and they've got Xavier Borgo about to join the team next year. Uh, Maverick Bork, a terrific player for Schwinnigan as well. Very good hockey team. Excellent. So it won't be easy for Hamilton, but I'm betting with my heart here. Hamilton in regulation, plus 110. Hopefully Mason McTavish, Logan Morrison, Avery Hayes, Marco Costantini, and the boys uh, end up getting the job done and get to the Memorial Cup final. So I'm looking forward to that uh, tonight, Memorial Cup semifinal. See, my hockey season isn't over yet, (laughs) at least from a viewing standpoint, uh, for sure. So I'm looking forward to that tonight, cheering on uh, the Bulldogs, no question about that. And speaking of non-NHL hockey, congrats, Alex, to your Uh, Chicago Wolves on the AHL Calder Cup championship that they won over Springfield. Uh, Great celebration, a little flip of the bird for Alex Lyon (laughs) uh, during the uh, celebration as well. I actually feel good for Alex Lyon. Alex Lyon, you know, has tough times in the NHL level with Philadelphia. You know, it seems like every time he went in net, we would look to bet the over. It's just the way it was. Uh, But to see him, you know, have a nice run of it in the AHL for the uh, Wolves this year, uh, great to see, and a really damn good hockey team. And, uh, uh, you know, there's definitely they definitely had a nice roster uh, this year, this group that won the Calder Cup, and uh, of all years for them to win the Calder Cup. Talk about it, your dad, Alex, and all the games he took you to uh, for the Chicago Wolves. It's like it was written in the stars for this to happen. Yeah, it was. And, and, you know, seeing how they played during the regular season and so forth and, and, and seeing the draw that they got in the uh, – because the AHL playoffs were really different this year. They, they basically had a first-round bye, but they still had to play four rounds uh, to, to go because of how everything was on the line this year. But they just had a, a wonderful team. Like I said, that Charlotte organiz- – or, or well, formerly Charlotte, the, the, the Carolina organization, they've done a really good job of, of building these players. And, uh, you know, Drury, Podolowski – They've got a ton of guys that are there that are, you know, they're AHL quality guys, but maybe they can chip in and give some help to, to you know, the Hurricanes down the line. Like I said, uh, Kachekov was great. Lion, uh, he said he, he's he's pretty much an AHL goalie, you know, at best in his career. But, hey, it's still professional hockey, and to win at that level, it, it's, it's no easy feat. So uh, kudos to him as well and just a, a great run. And like you said, for them to win it this year was just uh, extra special. It's a fifth league title. I remember being a little kid in 1998 when they won the first Turner Cup. And uh, like I said, you know, ever since then, that was something that me and my dad did for years. So uh, he would be truly thrilled to know that they've got their fifth title uh, and their first title since uh, 2008. Yeah, awesome. Uh, Just great stuff. Uh, No no doubt. Smiling uh, father of yours, definitely uh, watching uh, that uh, Chicago Wolves championship run. And uh, we can't. It would be remiss if we omitted the Kelly Cup champions as well uh, in the ECHL, the Florida uh, Everblades, uh, which is a great name, by the way. I really yeah. like that name, the Everblades. Uh, Florida. It's funny, the captain of the team, 
wanted to we were had it lined up for him to be one of our guests but of course he's busy doing going for the kelly cup because you know doesn't don't want to disrupt that but john mccarran who's the captain of that team was actually going to join us on the show but we'll get that down the road bring him on the show for sure but congratulations to them uh the florida everblades uh no question about that uh nice job for them winning the echl kelly cup uh as well so there you go um and that's a great great segue talking about having possibly john mccarran we were going to have him as a guest if he wasn't uh, playing the kelly cup but great segue into wrapping up the show wrapping up the season that was oh and one last time remember uh promo code thpn with DraftKings. i can't do the full promo because there is no hockey to promo uh, (laughs) right now uh, with DraftKings. so just check them out promo code thpn um this is our final show of the season and we're going to do our thank yous now. And first of all, just in the more immediate uh, past, uh, I want to thank the countless number of people we've had on as guests uh, for the last month or two since the Stanley Cup playoffs began. The headliners being, you know, Bobby Ryan and Ryan Johnston uh, and uh, Andrew Gordon, you know, guys that played significant time in the NHL, Derek Roy, Carl Alsner, um, Matt Carey. I mean, the list goes on and on about the uh, great guests that we had here throughout uh, the Stanley Cup playoffs. And uh, we really do appreciate that. Uh, all of them joining us, taking the time to uh, be with us during our Stanley Cup playoff shows. It's been a long season. We started this thing in October uh, and here we are June 27th wrapping it up. And again, uh, I thank Alex, Andrew, uh, Jimmy Murphy. Jimmy's still with part of the crew. It's just he's taking a break here at the end of the season. He's been busy. He's been writing for two sites, Montreal and Boston. Uh, Jimmy Murphy is still a full-time member of this crew. will be back with us next season, of course, uh, as well. Uh, Andrew McGinnis, Alex B. Smith. And look, next year we're going to uh, – to be determined, but you know we're going to have some format changes and some things that'll be uh, that'll be changed. We're going to get a lot more incorporating, you know, different people on to be guest contributors as well, not just playoffs but regular season as well next year. So we've got lots of cool things planned, but the the basis and the fundamental you know crux of the show will not change, and that's seven days a week, every single game, uh, breaking it down from an NHL uh, betting perspective, side totals, player props. It's been a fun season. Uh, no question uh, about that. And last of all, you know who we have to thank. Everybody that watches, everybody that listens, everybody that tunes in on YouTube every day, either live or archived, everybody that downloads the podcast uh, on a daily basis because we can't do the show without you. Our numbers are going up, and it's all thanks to you. We get more podcast downloads, the subscriber numbers on our YouTube channel, which, by the way, Hit the like button on this video. Make sure you're subscribed to the channel. And anyone that you know that is a sports bet fan or a sports better or a hockey fan or a hockey better, tell them about the Ice Guys. Simple as that. Uh, and let them know to subscribe to the channel. Uh, and it would help us out quite a bit. But, no, we've got a good thing going. We've got things planned. We finally want to do this now that things are finally getting back to normal in terms of day-to-day living. You know, and things, you know, we've we found ways to combat, you know, covid to the point where we can live our lives again uh we are definitely interested in doing some kind of ice guys on the road trip next year road trip yeah. meet greet type of thing we we do we are going to do one next year 100 percent. next season we will have one uh date to be determined location uh to be determined uh but we will absolutely have uh, an ice guys meet and greet and uh road trip uh, event next year to meet all our hang out and just you know watch hockey drink you know what you name it uh, do whatever have some fun uh, party it up whoop it up with our viewers and listeners next year so uh, we're definitely looking forward to that no question uh, about that so everybody that contributed to the show and just our you know other reg- semi-regular con- dj mitchell thanks for joining us a bunch of times this year Vito, of course who we talked about earlier joining us a bunch of times we had jake hahn joining us for a bit that list goes on and on too many to name we thank everybody that was a part of this show and making it the special show and the fun show that it is uh, every single day for us. Um, great stuff, great season. Can't wait for next year. But at the same time, man, am I ever fucking ready for a break? <laughs> I am. Uh, these are going to be an enjoyable two months. Now, in terms of off-season content, we will have a either a live or a pre-recorded uh, free agency recap show. We've done this every year, middle of July. We'll do that again for you in a few weeks after the uh, first week of free agency passes by recap, you know, signings we like signings. We don't like who improved their team a lot, who maybe didn't do enough, all that kind of stuff and how it will impact things from a betting perspective. And then other than that show, it's pretty much see you late September, early October for next season. So it's been a great year. Thank you from the bottom of my heart 
certainly to everyone that tunes in and listens and watches the show daily. And the BetCasts were great. Thanks to those of you that joined us on those throughout the season as well. Just another terrific season of the show and looking forward to next year. Uh, Alex, your final thoughts on a season that was. Yeah, I mean, it's been it's been a hell of a year, you know, for, for me personally. And, and just uh, I want to say thanks to you, Ian. Thanks to everybody who's watched and, uh, you know, Definitely download the show, watch this live, watch this, you know, you know, after the fact, before the games, uh, join us for the BetCast. Just everybody that, that kept this thing afloat uh, throughout the season, uh, you know, Jimmy and Andrew, Vito and everybody and all the, the different guests who stepped in, too, because, you know, I, I missed a lot of shows, obviously, with different things throughout the year. So it's nice that those guys are able to step up in, in my absence and, and, you know, Jimmy having to deal with stuff or whatever. We, we've always been able to kind of have a plug and play system, you know, it's, to use a hockey term there. So I'm really grateful for that. And like I said, just grateful for everybody who's, who supported us. If you bought a, a shirt or a hoodie from the Ice Guys store, like you said you've downloaded it, you told friends. And like I said, even here in, in St. Paul, I've ran the people this year that, you know, have, have downloaded the show or heard about the show from somebody or, you know, watched the show. So the fact that this thing keeps growing, I'm happy to be a part of it and, and want to continue to be a part of this for years to come. So I just want to say thank you to everybody who's been so supportive uh of us uh, you know and uh it's just, just been a wonderful year of, of hockey and it'll be nice to get the rest i know ian, ian you deserve all of the rest for sure you've been carrying this thing like i said you know damn near every day hosting it and uh uh you know right from the from the jump so uh you know it, it's it'll be nice to have you know some time off but it'll be great to get back in september and october and get ready for like i said what's going to feel like a, a fully normal hockey season it starts in september with camp and you go right into june with the final so uh, you know, it'd be nice to kind of just get back to that normal feel and, and a fresh slate for 32 teams, see what, what happens uh, in, in, in the next year of hockey. Absolutely. It's uh, and another exciting season filled with uh, questions, uh, filled with intrigue. Uh, no question going into next year. Uh, we're definitely uh, excited for that. Uh, well said. And yeah, Alex, you were a trooper, though. I mean, you had to deal with a lot this year, uh, professionally, personally, family of course, losing your dad, everything you went through, it was, it was a, it was a, it was a, and you battled through it, you know, and uh, it's, it's great to see that. And uh, we love you. I know that I, 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 I feel the same. I know our viewers and our listeners feel the same and uh, we're definitely excited for the future. No question about that uh, and what's to come. So uh, absolutely um, with that, I think it's a perfect time to wrap it up. It's time for the summer to begin. It's time to enjoy some relaxation and some uh, fun times. Uh, no question about that. But thanks to everyone for joining us. From the bottom of our heart, can't do the show without all of you. Have yourselves a phenomenal summer. Alex P. Smith for him, for Andrew McGinnis, Jimmy Murphy, Vito, everyone that was a part uh, of the Ice Guys all season long. This is Ian Cameron signing off one final time. Enjoy your summer. Have a blast. We will do a free agency show in mid-July. And uh, we're looking forward to the summer. And, of course, we will be back next season once again, better than ever, another season of the Ice Guys. Have an awesome summer, everybody. Thank you so much for your support. Ice Guys out.